Praise God. I got a couple announcements here to do real quick. Um, yesterday, we took a group of people. We had, uh, I think, three new people went with us, and we went out to the uh, homeless camps by the freeways, and we did food bags, and we handed out food, and um, got to pray for one person. And um, I'd like to invite you to come out and get involved with that. We do that the second, um, s- second Saturday of the month, and um, it really opens your eyes up to what's going on around the city. Um, and the, what, how people are living. Um, and it will just really make you feel thankful for where the Lord's brought you and where you live at. And, um, and praise God. It's a great ministry. It's something that we're doing that we want to let people know that we don't want something from them. We want something for them. Praise God. And so everybody that's helping out in that, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. We have the food giveaway for our church this coming up Saturday from 1030 to 1130. Uh, it's free food. It's free clothes. So if you know anybody in need, come on out and get a part of that and be a part of that. Um, and during the week, if you guys are running low on food, that pantry, that closet's for the church. It's for friends. It's for people in need. It's just for us have a way to bless people in our community, guys. So get involved with that. Today on the back wall, we have a sign-up sheet for small group leaders. What are we wanting to do? We're wanting to start some small groups coming up here in the next couple of months, um, and we're looking for leaders. Small groups is where people get together in their homes or maybe here in the church, and you can fellowship. You can, it's, it's Bible-based. You can uh, go over books. You can go over one group was doing knitting while they were talking about things going on in, the, in their Christian life and all that. And so there's a variety of them. So we want to see how many people are interested in leading small groups. So if you'll sign up, if you're inter- interested in that, praise the Lord. Um, I'd like to talk with you and meet with you and kind of give you some guidelines. And, uh, and we're hopefully going to start that here in the beginning of the year. Praise the Lord. We have a Christmas project coming up. I know there's a lot of announcements. I'm sorry. Um, where we're going to try to get some funds together to bless some people in our church that might be running low during Christmas time or on, you know, having some hard times. We want to be able to reach out to people within our church. We take a, a bunch of stuff to the Indian Reservation every year, and hopefully this year we're going to drive some more stuff out there. But it's going to be a Christmas project for here in the church. So hopefully if you get some extra money, you guys win that lottery, praise God. You know, maybe put a five or a ten in there, you know, and, uh, and uh, we, so we can bless some people here in the church. Um, Revelations with Brother White is going to start in November, the first Sunday in November. That's going to be an awesome class. We're going to go through the end times and just all kinds of stuff that's going on. You don't want to miss that. He's a great teacher. And then Thursday nights, we have Celebrate Recovery. Thursday night was off the hook, man. Brother White came down and preached up a storm, man. He tore it up. <laughs> he was getting down. And he wasn't even on like a, a energy drink or anything. He was just tearing it up. It was like, it was, it was awesome. This Thursday night's birthday night, I believe, for CR. So it's going to be, yeah. They're going to have uh, food and a bunch of stuff. It's going to be really cool. And then next week, we're going to have Brother Jose and Randall Kutsky right here. Uh, going to be bringing the word. Praise the Lord. So they're going to do a, a tag team. So praise God. That's awesome. Man, that was a lot of announcements worn out before I got started. If you have your Bibles or your iPad, your phone, whatever you use there, uh, turn to Hebrews 10.29 in the New King James. It says, Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace. 
Father, I just come before you this morning and I would just ask for your anointing power, Father, your spirit to speak to your church, Father. I bind every hindrance spirit that would come against this word that would try to steal my words, Father. And I would just ask that your spirit, Father, would speak and edify your body, Lord, that there's nothing common about the cross, that, Lord, you're to have a high and lifted up place in our life. And, Father, I ask it right now in the mighty name of Jesus and the name that's above every name. And everyone said amen. 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 So my thought this morning, guys, is cheap crosses, no commitment, no contracts. And see, nowadays people don't want commitment. They don't want to be committed to anything. The world doesn't like commitment. Relationships don't like commitment. Marriages don't want commitment. Even the church of Jesus Christ don't want to be committed. They don't want to be committed to prayer. They don't want to be committed to fasting. They don't want to be committed to reading the word. They don't want to be committed to getting involved in ministry. But let me tell you something. Without commitment, there'll be no salvation for you and me because Jesus Christ was committed. He went to the cross, shed his blood, and died for you and me that we could have a relationship today. There's commitment in the cross of Jesus Christ. The Christian life is a life of commitment. When you're a Christian and you call yourself a Christian, if you're not committed to Christ and living a life of holiness, you make the cross of Jesus Christ cheap and common. See, people don't like contracts. They want a month-to-month plan nowadays. But see, the cross speaks of contract. Because when Jesus shed his blood and died on that cross and I received his forgiveness, his grace, I entered into a blood covenant, a a spiritual contract with Jesus Christ that he forgave me of my sins and I give my life to him to live for him the rest of my life. See, don't make the the cross of Jesus Christ cheap because you want a month-to-month Christianity that has no commitment, that has no contract. See, my covenant with Jesus Christ today is a lifelong contract. It's every day, every hour, every second of my life. I belong to him throughout all eternity because I have a contract with him. See, the cross of Jesus Christ is not cheap. It has a contract. It has commitment to it. What's your cross this morning, guys? Do you have a cross of covenant and commitment, or is it a cheap flea market swap meet special? How many of you have ever been to a, a flea market, a swap meet? They got all kinds of stuff. They got from pocket knives to, to samurai swords, man. They have all kinds of things from good stuff to funky stuff to new stuff to old stuff, um, from real stuff to fake stuff. They have all kinds of things. The swap meets where you can get a, a, a Rolex watch for 10 bucks, uh, a, a coach purse for probably $20. You know, it looks real on the outside, but it's fake. It's not authentic. It's just a cheap version of the real deal. And it reminds me when I was in school in the... Uh, the 80s and stuff, and rap was super popular. It was taking over MTV and friends and stuff. We'd go to the Roseville Swap Meet, and they would buy these Mr. T starter kit gold chains that were, like, huge. You know, you could tell they were totally fake because after, like, two weeks or three weeks, uh, the oxidation would begin to take place. It, the color would begin to wear off, and it would start turning green, and your hands would be turning green. And, and that's like a lot of Christians, guys. We look real on the outside, but we're fake on the inside. When you start going through trials and storms, your real colors come out because you're not real. It's authentic. It's not authentic. It's fake. See, there was a missionary. He was overseas, and he was going through a a flea market and a swap meet, and he saw this sign above one of these stands, and it said, cheap crosses. It had all these crosses around it, and they were cheap because it didn't cost them anything to make. In church, there's a lot of people that want a flea market Christianity nowadays that doesn't cost them anything. But see, there's a cost to the cross. What are you wearing this morning? Do you have a cross that costs you something, that has value, that's special? 
Or do you have a cheap, common flea market cross? See, what does common mean? The definition is ordinary, no special quality, having no special status, or a lack of distinction. Is your cross, your relationship with Christ this morning, is it ordinary? Does it have a special status in your life? Does it have a high place in your life? Or is, is there no distinction between your relationship with Christ and your relationship with the world? See, what value do you place on your cross, your, your relationship with Jesus Christ this morning? Does your relationship your, your, um, have high value in your life, or is it just like something you bought at a, a flea market? It's cheap, and it's common, and, and you'll throw it away when you find something that's better. What's the sign say above your heart this morning? Does it say authentic Christian or cheap knockoff? Do people see a shining cross of dedication and sacrifice and holiness in your life? Or do they see a cheap cross of, of compromise, loose living, and excuses in your life? Amen. See, your life can make the cross of Jesus Christ look cheap and common by the way you live. Like it has no power to change your life because you haven't allowed the power of the Holy Spirit to come in and sanctify your life. Amen. And so when the world looks at you claiming Christ and you still doing the things and dabbling in things of the world, they say, there's no power in that cross to change his life. So there's no power in that cross to change my life. So we make the cross of Jesus Christ look cheap and like it has no power. See, church people claim to be led of the Spirit, but they're led of their flesh, their self-will, more than the power of the Holy Spirit. What value are you placing on your relationship with Jesus Christ this morning? Is it something you got cheap at a flea market for like $2 that has no value to you because you haven't invested anything into it? You haven't made any sacrifices to keep it or grow it? Just because your salvation's free, it doesn't mean it's cheap. It will cost you something to keep it. It will cost you personal sacrifice. It will cost you self-denial. It will cost you accountability. Our salvation in Jesus Christ is not cheap. He took your place. He took the cross to Calvary, shed his blood, and died on a cross that you could have a relationship. There's nothing cheap about the cross of Christ. We make the cross of Christ cheap and common by the way we live our lives. Flaky and wishy-washy, self-willed and, and non-accountable. See, Jesus valued the cross. The Bible says here in Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has set down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, Jesus had personal sacrifice. He had self-denial. He had accountability to God the Father all the way to Calvary for you and me, for my salvation, for your salvation. Church, your salvation is not cheap. It's not ordinary. It's not common. It's priceless. Amen. And it's to be highly valued in your life. It's to be set apart from the world. Yes. There's nothing cheap about it. And if you value your salvation today and what Christ did for you on the cross, then you'll do what it takes to show the world around you that you value your, your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll show those people that you have value, that it has value in your life, praise God. A cross has value. You can't buy it. It's worth more than money. It's worth more than gold and silver, guys. It has eternal value. And see, people devalue the cross with their actions and their lifestyles. There's a lot of churches and religious organizations nowadays that devalue the cross because they overlook the sacrifice of the cross by uh, trying to offer religion over relationship, tolerance over holiness, trying to make religion so appealing to the world and to this generation that there's no standards, there's no accountability for the way you live your life. 
making the cross common like a flea market special. See, there's no sacrifice. There's no self-denial of the flesh. There's no holiness as a standard of living for God's people. They make the cross of Jesus Christ cheap by the way they live and by the way they believe. And see, if you're here today, guys, and you're claiming Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and, but you're still throwing tincture tantrums, you're still cursing, you're still social drinking, you're still sleeping around, then you make the cross of Jesus Christ look cheap and common in your life. You're telling the world by the way you live your life that there's no power in a relationship with Jesus Christ to change your situation. That there's no distinction between what you have and what the world has to offer. Do you have a flea market religion this morning, guys, that's cheap and it's common? Or do you have the real deal this morning? The power of the Holy Spirit working in, in your life to transform you and conforming you to the image of Christ. That people, when they look at you, they know there's something different about you. That your relationship with Christ, it's not common. That you don't have a cheap cross. It has a value. And you place it in a high place in your life. That your relationship with Jesus Christ is real. It's not fake. There's nothing fake about it. That you were bought with a price and greater he that is in you than he that is in the world. Is your cross the real deal this morning? See, God has a standard for his people. It's called holiness. And there has to be a personal holiness in your life and my life. A standard for living for Christ where we don't compromise with the things of the world. That we come out from amongst the world and that we're a separate people, guys. That when things are going tough and, and, and coming at you in your life, you don't give up and get mad and go back to cuss and go back to drink and go back to being angry because there's a standard of holiness in your life. When you're lonely, you don't go back to sleeping around. You don't go back to bad relationships because there's a standard of holiness in your life. You can't let down the standard of holiness just to fit into the world and, and be popular. You've got to hold to the standard of holiness. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 7 says, For God did not call us to uncleanness, but holiness. See, you can't bend and settle for a cheap cross. You have to stand up for Christ. You have to stand up for holiness in your life. There's a difference in people's life that claim Christ and from the world. There's a distinction there. See, the world doesn't like it when you stand up for God, when you stand up for what's right or wrong, holiness, purity, uh, marriage, the right to life. That makes people uncomfortable. But you have to stand up for Christ. Be counted. There's a saying, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that's why there's so many cheap uh, flea market religions and people nowadays, because people want a form of godliness, but not holiness. They want compromise over sacrifice, cheap over authentic. See, people are not willing to go through the fire to stand up for their walk in Christ, their relationship with Jesus Christ. And see, you can't compromise your Christianity with the world. You have to stand up for Christ. You can't say, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and then tear out the parts of the Bible that you don't believe in. Oh, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe that marriage is only for between a man and a woman. Or I'm a Christian, but I don't believe that sex is just for marriage. Or I'm a Christian, but I don't believe everything the Bible says. Let me tell you right here, Jesus said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're going to hear his voice. You're going to believe his word. You're going to get in his word. The word's going to be a part of your life. Jesus says, I am the word. The Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt upon us. You're going to get in God's word. You're going to be a student of the word of God. John 14, 19 says this. Jesus says, he who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. 
And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Man, that is a powerful scripture right there. He who has my commandments, he who has my word, who keeps them, keeps the word of God, is he who loves me. You want to know how much you love God? How much do you read the word? And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. I'll make myself known to you what he's saying. That's powerful. See, church, the world will come against people who stand for holiness, who won't compromise their values in the cross. But that's all right, because Jesus will stand with you. When you stand for him and the world comes against you, he'll be right there. If God be for you, the Bible says, then who can stand against you? See, Jesus knows who's real, and he knows who's fake. So what's your relationship with uh, the Lord this morning? Is it the real deal, or is it a swap meet special? See, you can profess Christianity in this house, but what about when you go outside this house, when you go home? What example do you set in front of your family? Do you allow anything and everything to come into your house? When When you go out to your job, does your mouth forget it's sanctified? Does the lights go dim when you walk in the room? Or are you the only one at your job that never gets a get well card when you, when you get sick? Are you living in a, a relationship with the benefits of marriage, but you're not married? Do you come here on Sunday, but on Friday and Saturday, you're out in the nightclubs and you're out in the bars getting your social drink on and maybe your forbidden dance going? <laughs> See, we make the cross of Jesus Christ look cheap to the world around us by the way we live our lives. Because there's no commitment to Christ. There's no sacrifice. There's no standard for holiness in our lives. And see, how can you uh, uh, say your relationship with Christ is a priority when you're always putting it on the same level with everything else in your life and even putting things in front of it? How can you say you have a special relationship with the Lord? See, don't make the, the cross of Jesus Christ, your relationship, common. Christ called us out of darkness. He separated us. So then our life should reflect that, that being called out, that separation from the world. There should be a difference between the way you live and the world lives. Amen. See, when you begin to have a made-up mind to not have a common relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that you're going to value him. You're going to spend some time in prayer. You're going to spend some time on your knees. You're going to spend some time in prayer, seeking God, and the Holy Spirit's going to begin to do a work in your life, conforming you, transforming you to the image of Christ. You're not going to want to do the things you used to do. You're not going to want to hang out with some people you used to hang out with and go to some places you used to go because there's going to be a transformation to take part in your life. Christ is not going to be common no more. You're going to raise it up in your life, him up in your life. He's going to have a high place of value. He's not going to be ordinary with the things of the common world. Thank you, Lord. You have to make Christ a priority in your relationship, guys. Not let it be cheap and common. I heard a person say this week at a service that uh, they got enough of Jesus to last them all year. And, and to me, that was a person that had a, a common relationship, if they had a relationship at all, that it wasn't a priority, that it was ordinary. Because the more I hear about Jesus, the more I dig in his word, the more I want to know him, his power, his love for my life. See, how do you make your relationship a priority, guys? You have to live according to God's word. So you can't compromise the word of God with the world. Romans 12, 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. This, this thing between our head here, this noggin. 
We can't, we can't uh, live just like the world. We've got to have a transformed mind through the Word of God. You have to have a, new, a renewed mind or you'll make the cross cheap in your life all the time. Because you'll claim Christ with your life but according to your actions and your, you'll live according to your carnal thinking. And so you can't fulfill the plan and purpose of God with a carnal mindset. It has to be transformed. It has to be conformed. It has to be renewed in the image of Christ. Philippians 2 and 5 says this, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. Church, you need to have the mindset of Christ. A made-up mind to do the will of God the Father, to show His glory in your life. Not conform to this world. Not have a cheap, common, flea market Christianity. But a relationship with Christ that's set apart from the common things of this world. A relationship that puts Christ first, that's, that's personal, that means something to you, that has value, that's valued high in your life. There's a group of people that's called swingers. And they live in an open marriage. And they share their marriage partners with other people. So their relationships are not common. I mean, they're, they're uh, common. There's nothing special about them. And if me and my wife, uh, if we were swingers, <laughs> I'm just going to give it to you the way the Lord gave it to me. So I, there would be no value, hear me, there'd be no value to our relationship, to our marriage relationship. Because the sanctity of our covenant being set apart, that part of us being set apart for each other would be broken. You know, because it would be shared with others. There wouldn't be nothing special about it no more. It would become ordinary. It would be common. It would be cheap. And see, guys, there's a lot of Christian people that are spiritual swingers, spiritually speaking, because they have accepted a covenant with Christ, and then they've turned around and they've shared that, that covenant with the things of the world, the things that are common. And they've taken that thing that's supposed to be holy and have a high place of value, and they've made it cheap, and they've made it common with the cheap things of the world. They've taken and shared their lives, that part that's supposed to be set apart for God with the things of this world. If the worship team wants to come back up. I'm not going to be long this morning. 2 Corinthians says this, 6.17. It says, Therefore, come out from amongst and be separate, says the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. See, church, when you come to Christ, there needs to be a separation. There needs to be a change in your life. The way you live, the way you act, the way you think. There needs to be a separation from the world. There needs to be a distinction there between the way you live your life and the way the world lives. And see, too many people want to live for Jesus Christ on Sunday, but live for the world the rest of the week. And see, you're to come to Jesus Christ as you are, but Christ doesn't want you staying as you are. There needs to be a change in your life, a transformation where you change from that old person, that old nature, those old clothes that you used to wear in the world to the new person, the new person in Christ Jesus. There's a distinction. There's a separation. There's holiness there in your life now. But see, when you come to Christ and you're still acting the same way you were before you got saved, you make the cross of Jesus Christ cheap and common to yourself and to everyone around you. There has to be a separation in your life. There has to be that personal holiness in your life. See, we make the cross of Christ cheap and common to people around us. And when we do that, we're saying there's no power in the cross. There's no power in a relationship to change my situation or my circumstances. 
There has to be personal holiness, guys. There has to be a change in our life. We can't make the cross of Jesus Christ cheap or common in our life. Every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask you a question. What's your relationship like this morning with the Lord? Is it in a place of high value in your life? Where it's not common? It's not cheap? Or is your relationship with the Lord this morning, guys, it's in a place where you got it with other things. It's become ordinary. It's become common in your life. Jesus Christ took the cross and he carried it for you and me and he died for you and me that we could have a relationship with him that's not common, that's not ordinary, but that's set apart, that's sanctified, that's personal between you and him. And if you're here this morning, you've been struggling with the world and the things of the world. The Lord wants to touch you today and give you the strength to live a separated life from the old life. He wants to empower you by his Holy Spirit that you can live for him and have strength to live for him. So I'm going to have the, word, the prayer team to come on up. And church, I want to invite you. If, you. if you have something in your life this morning you need prayer with, we're going to pray with you, whatever it is. These altars are open. We don't have to pray with you. You can just come up and spend some time with the Lord. This is a time where you can, it's for you and Jesus Christ to spend some time together. But if you have a need in your life this morning, we want to pray with you. We're going to wait just a little bit here.